We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, BronxPinstripes.com proudly brings to you the most exciting Yankees podcast in the world, George's Box. Welcome back to George's Box. I'm JJ. I'm Nick. We don't let intern Jack talk yet, but it's a good day to be a Yankee fan. The, we're, we've seen the boys in pinstripes. We've watched Soto hit a ball. We're all pretty excited. No news is good news, man. I feel like this year, this time last year, we were sitting up here and we're like, oh, Montas went down. Bader went down, you know, Severino's down, you know, half the starting rotation, Canely, they lost like five or six guys first or second week of camp last year. This is the definition. And I'm going through the agenda sheet. And I'm like, oh, we don't have a lot to talk about. That's fucking great. <laughs> Montes was a Yankee. He was. <laughs> I love how they wear those pinstripes in the first in that first game at GMS field. That's a great tradition. It's always a Saturday or a Sunday. It's always a sellout. And you got Soto going off the scoreboard. Really couldn't have kicked off spring training season any better. Yeah, I was glad to see him hit a home run, obviously, because so many people just kept showing that like opposite field batting practice to the warning track (laughs) without showing that it was just to the warning track. Some of these reporter videos on the phones from the stands or wherever they're standing behind home plate are, are brutal. It's like a kid at a little league game, you know, it's taking a video, sending it to one of his friends kind of quality. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just not giving the whole story. No, no full context there. Um, Rodon made the start believe on Sunday in the home game. He looked really good. I think he got up to, 95.5 was around the, the high on the velo. He let up a home run at the end, but stuff was sharp. And he was, again, throwing a lot harder. I think they said at this time last year, he was throwing 90-91, never really got off the ground, and it kind of torpedoed a season. We talked last week. He's probably the most important, quote-unquote, X factor. So that was really good to see. Yeah, I mean, there there's kind of like two schools of thought when you're in spring training. Um, the first school is like, 
you want guys to to play well. You want to know what you've got. The more realistic one that we've lived in for a while is how we started this show of nobody got hurt. Nobody got hurt. Nobody got hurt. Because I'm getting close. I'm almost over spring training. Like, it's very early, but I'm almost over it and just, like, ready to get to the Bronx. I'm I'm with you. It's weird. When you don't have a trip planned to go to Tampa, it just yeah. doesn't really hit the same. Like, we went, I don't know, I went three or four years in a row from 2016 to 2019 or something like that and haven't been since COVID and it really is not the same but when you're down there and you're bopping around Tampa you're hitting the beach you know taking in the sun it's a different experience yeah when you got like you know in general a vacation to look forward to but also at the same time when you are just like you know, oh, well, the guy's got to get ready for me. Like, I'm going to see the five innings start. You know, I'm going <laughs> to see four. I'm going to see these guys stretched out. Uh, just quick spring training story. The one year I went and it was when Tim Tebow was like trying to play for the Mets and they started him and he faced Chapman in a in a game at, yeah. at Steinbrenner Field and Chapman just blew him away on three pitches. It was awesome. That was fun. <laughs> But no, yeah, and it is at the perfect time, too, because it's the end of winter in the Northeast. We're all sick of the winter. It does happen at the perfect time. It's the perfect time for a vacation. It's just tough, tough with the little ones. But for anybody that is going down there that has plans to go down there, would love to hear about it. Tweet at us. Um, We can maybe live a little bit vicariously through you. Yeah, could use the warm weather. Don't love going to Florida, but could use the warm weather. And just like the fun, like it's a good... Anytime that I, you know, you normally go, like you're going with your boys or you're going with your dad and you're like, you're tying one on, like you're getting your own like spring training in, right? (laughs) Got to get in, getting in game shape. Uh, And some of the games, a few of them have been televised. So this is pretty cool. Uh, Friday tonight, 635 will be Cole on the mound in a televised game. So again, a lot of these spring training games, they're at one o'clock during the day, right? During the weekday, can't always watch them to get a Friday night, six 30 televised with Cole. Cannot really ask for more than that as a spring training fan. Yeah, no, it's, you know, half the time, you know, you're working and you see a tweet and you're like, oh yeah, shit. They were playing today. I mean, right. It happens once a week or every other week during the regular season where you're like, oh, yeah, shit, I forgot to, like, turn that on. But during spring training, it's like, oh, I forgot to turn it on. It's the third inning. Everyone's out of the game already. <laughs> or you have the people that, like, a non-Yankee fan it's like, oh, I turned on this game. And who who are these guys? I'm like, well, Oswaldo Cabrera, you know, he's a switch-hitting utility <laughs> infielder. Got to educate people. We did catch, like, an early – early in the season, like Philly's broadcast. <laughs> Always. Oh, we're going to have those again. Yeah. Well, no, we'll be at them this year. Right. That's, that's so, different. Yeah. We won't have to listen to fucking 30 minutes about David Boreanaz's high school football career. Yeah. And especially end of July in Philly area, that's like prime gearing up for high school football, you know, like the prep or La- LaSalle, all those, all those Catholic schools, they get, they get real into it. Yeah. Um, hearing about that. And this, you know, this Blake Snell situation is, I'll call it festering. It it just seems like it's festering. The synopsis here, as far as I can see, we made an offer in December or January. I don't or- believe that offer was real. Oh, okay. All right. A little challenge right off the bat. What's the, like, I just don't see the Yankees at that point making that offer. Before, before Stroman. So it was between Yamamoto and Stroman is when apparently the, or, concepts were discussed yeah i don't know it was like a formal offer 
I would imagine if like maybe there was a feeler around that number, but I just don't see at that point putting ourselves in the position to be like, this is what you're going to go off of. Do you think they at least talk terms? Like, do you think Cash said we'd be we'd be willing to go to whatever one thirty over five or one forty over whatever, like something yeah, like that? Like maybe it was. Do you have in front of you what the offer was? The re- the report was one fifty over six, but that's been it's definitely not. Good. I mean, that just feels low for a Cy Young winner. Like that. It does, but he's not the typical Cy Young winner. He led the league in walks, and he has the two Cy Youngs, which were incredible years. And then the other years of his career, he's been like pretty good. He's got a couple of years with ERAs over four. Like he's not, he's not a Garrett Cole, Max Scherzer. Yeah. But I just feel like for a Boris guy that like Boris at that time on the calendar is not taking that deal. So you don't make the offer that he's not going to take. Probably not. But I mean, if you look at what's happening, it seems like Boris is losing Bellinger, Signed for less than a hundred million, which if you looked at the, if you looked in November at like those projections, Bellinger was supposed to get like 220 million. It seems like Boris may have finally gotten played after all of these years of, of coming down to the wire uh, with the Bellinger deal. But again, my, my question to you is like, essentially, do you think we kind of blew our load with Stroman and maybe jumped on that a little bit too quickly and should have waited it out? No, because then if Stroman signed somewhere else we've backed ourselves in the corner where we're either making a trade that we don't love or we're signing a contract with Snell that we don't love. The Stroman contract's a good contract. It is. It is. It's not. Is it the best contract in the world? No. Is it a bad contract? No. It's a good contract. I think it's fair on both sides. I think there's a lot of upside for both sides to, uh, you know, for him to, kind of resurrect his career in a way in his hometown and, and set himself up for, you know, the future. We got a solid number three starter, a guy who's been an ace on other teams and probably would have been an ace if he, you know, he was an ace last year. So, you know, I'm fine with that deal. The Snell thing, it feels like, you know, there, there was a Chris Bryant athletic article today that I didn't read the whole thing. I caught like a blurb where, you know, reflecting on signing with the Rockies, he was talking to teams. There was the lockout lockout ends, spring training starts and he's nowhere. So he's sitting at home. And so he like jumped at that. Like I've got, I should be somewhere. Right. And there's some regret. He, he said, I could have done more research into their farm system and like where the organization was at the time. But I felt like I needed to be out there. How long is Snell going to sit on the side? Like he's got to be chomping, you know, to get signed and get in there and be competitive to a certain extent. You know, this isn't Steven drew. All right, well, I'll sit at home for like two weeks. You know, I'm sure Snell is working out and staying in shape, but he's missing the first time through the rotation very soon if he's not in there somewhere. And you bring up a great point because I think it's even bigger, more impactful for pitchers, right? Because when you're when you're talking about pitching, it takes 30 days to get built up. If you're Cody Bellinger, you know, you could be taking your hacks, shagging fly balls at the Boris facility, doing and nothing's really gonna change. But when you're a starting pitcher, right, that pitching coach is gonna Matt Blake's gonna probably want him to throw certain pitches and certain counts. Like I think it's even it's almost like a quarterback in football where you want to get in that, get in that room 
and kind of figure out what the game plan is. And you got to like learn to a certain extent, learn the playbook. Yes, exactly. And the catchers, the whole pitcher catcher relationship and which pitches Trevino wants to call. And I'm just using the Yankee guys as an example. You would think, and I know Harper and Machado took it into March during that weird year, but you got to think within the next week that um, Snell and Montgomery have to make a decision. Yeah. I mean, I think to a certain extent too, you know, I get the idea that like having a deadline hurts the players, but the same way as Yankee fans, we've talked for years that Cashman people don't want to trade with Cashman because Cashman's always got to win every trade. Yes. Right. And to a certain extent, like his colleagues have mostly retired. Like it's a lot of younger guys. His boy. Yeah. His boys. Yeah. I wonder if that is like something that's starting to happen to Boris. I don't think the teams are talking to each other in like a formal collusion, but I think there's a little bit of like, fuck this guy. Yeah. Because yeah, he's got Jordan Montgomery. He's got Blake Snell. Now, Blake Snell, two Cy Youngs, but you're right. He's not Garrett Cole. These guys have warts, is your point, yeah. right? Like, they're not yeah. they're not perfect. Jordan Montgomery is not a surefire Hall of Fame ace superstar. He's a solid number two or number three. And, and, we, and Bellinger had some flaws in his game. But, I mean, if you go back to the year with Cole, it was like everybody wanted Cole. It was a sure thing, and Boris got it done quickly. But I think... Teams, like you said, aren't willing to play the game for these kind of call them B level, B plus level stars. They're not A level stars. Yeah, they're not like that A plus premier Wagyu stars because they're, they're guys that it could go either direction. Like you could easily sign one of these guys and it turns to shit quickly. hundred percent. There is some and I, I saw this floated around on Twitter that like are the Yankees just doing Boris a solid with this fake Snell interest to, to help with Soto next Soto negotiations next offseason. See, I don't think Boris would give a shit and I don't think that would mean anything, but I did see that floating around. No, I mean, that's like being, there's no loyalty with Boris. I would, that's right. What, and I there shouldn't be, he shouldn't be loyal to any team. He should be out there getting like the best contract for his guys. So like, go ahead and do that. But there does come a point where like, if you're not Juan Soto, do you think about having a different agent? Because Boris had Boris has Bryce Harper. Took him a long time to get a contract. And he already wants a new deal. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, you know, the, to a certain extent, the company you keep may negatively impact you. And Boris is seven, like you said, 71, 72. And when you think about like next year, Boris will have Soto and Alonzo. So he'll have big, obviously he'll have a huge winner. That could be depending on how long he goes, that could be like his last monster winner. I mean, maybe he wants to do this until he's 85. I, I don't really know. Um, but no, you, you made a good point. I think other GMs have fun. Usually his system, it's like he tricks one person at the end. Like he gets one stoop, like the angels owner. He'll get to bite on something. And, and it just seems like he hasn't found that yet. I feel like he normally gets in the bite early because if you also look at it, like Snell's 31, right? Alonzo's going to be 30 when he's a free agent. It's the wrong side of 30 to owe a guy $100 million. Like the Yankees already owe a lot of guys $100 million over the age of 30. So for them, I get why, like, hey, we're not jumping into long, you know, six, seven year deals with this guy. 
because realistically, like that's just that's a bad contract for not enough upside. Because if Ro- Cole's Cole and Rodon's actually somebody, you're paying ace money for your number three starter. Yeah, no, it's a good point. After shelling out money for Rodon, it was 160 million. You, you can't really blame. I, I can't really blame Hal and get angry for not wanting to go to I don't know 350 on the payroll. Like people are calling him cheap. Their payroll is over the highest threshold. They're over 300 million. Like how much do you want the guy to spend? It's 110 percent tax on every dollar they spend. So a 40 million dollar. If they were like, hey, now we'll give you one year, 40 million dollars. That costs. $84 million, which is crazy, but it's not fair. And I've seen like, Oh, Snell isn't an $80 million pitcher. Of course not. But you got to remember that's that's some of that money's going to Hicks. Some of that money's going to Donaldson. They're paying DJ 15. Like there is a lot of quote unquote Stanton. There's a lot of dead money. It's not, that's not Snell's fault. Yeah. But also there's no such thing as pot committed. You walk away until the, the cards are out. So you, if you're going to chase bad money with more bad money, you know, it's then you're now you're fucked. You've got a guy who's almost 32 years old and you're signing him till he's 38. And you've already got for the next six years where you got Cole for another six years. You got Rodon for another five years. You got Judge for 43 years. You're trying. <laughs> you've got another. What do we have? Four or five more years of Stanton. Yeah, four, four more, four including more, this year, yeah. including this year. Um, we're going to try to sign Soto for like 12. Yeah, like maybe 15. <laughs> that yeah. contract is going to be. At a certain point, you hope to get Volpe to Volpe's a player who demand, who gets a long term extension because you want that stability in that position that we've had for forever. So right now, what you're talking about is. Get a look at the, you know, Stanton will be gone by then, but the 2030 Yankees are very similar to the 2024 Yankees. I, I see what you're saying. No, they're, they're, yeah, like you said, they're very, they have a lot of big time commitments. It's weird. They have a lot of long term commitments. And then they also have these other guys like Soto, like Glaber, like Verdugo, Clay Holmes. Like they have a bunch of key guys in their walk year. It's a weird, it's a weird roster. Everybody's either signed for 10 years or has one year left. <laughs> Yeah, it's like you. We have like we have an overpriced, like an overpaid core, and then, but there's not like a part of that core that's just like a Scott Brocious, like fucking chip in guy, right? Right. And Rizzo, I, I feel like every year he's just this one year with an opt out. I think this is just the last. I think this is it. Yeah, I think right? this is the end okay. of it because I don't even think if he has like um if he hits forty home runs, he's not coming back. DJ moves to first base. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. I agree. Uh, one thing I wanted to touch on, I didn't have this on the list, but uh, Spencer Jones, kid, we're not like prospect guys. I'm not like scouting through the farm and, and seeing, but... When you have a guy that whatever he is, six, eight lefty hitting 470 foot bombs and can play center field. Like you've got my attention, Spencer. Dude, we got to start a basketball team. Yeah. <laughs> bring back Batances, bring back Miller. I loved Andrew Miller. He's my like, favorite non-Mariano reliever we've ever had by far. We just have like, we have the monsters <laughs> when it comes to just fucking height. It's crazy. But again, like, Great that he hit a home run. Great that he's quick. He's a center fielder. He's very tall. That's not great on your joints. It's not, but if he can be 70% of what Judge is from the left side. Yeah. I mean, if he stays lean too, like Judge is a big dude. Like I know it's muscle, but it's still, you're carrying that. He looks leaner than Judge. I mean, I've, I've yeah. only looked at a couple of picks. He looks a little bit leaner. He is 23. He seems like it's going to be a very similar situation to Judge. He'll come up at 25 or 26, takes these guys a long time to develop. So, but I mean, it's still still really exciting to to see that. And again, I mean, if he if he can do what Judge does from, from the other side of the plate, the better side at Yankee Stadium, it's going to be a lot of fun. So that was cool to see. There's going to be a lot of guys that we see one thing I'm really looking for is I want to see Loizaga get through camp without any elbow issues. He's like when he pitches, he's one of their best relievers. He is always injured. I would love to see him healthy for 162. It does feel like we're always like just waiting for him to get back. Like when yeah. Loizaga gets back, <laughs> like he's he's the trade deadline move like every year. Well, they're already and doing he, that. Yeah. And he like. But he comes in like he started seasons with just like we're like, fuck, we got a guy. That's good. We got a guy. And it's like, ah, his elbow's kind of tired or sore. It's never like a he tore something. Right. Like, it's not like a specific. Never thing. gets Tommy John or surgery. Yeah. It's just sore and tired. You know, <laughs> he's like he's a, you know, lower body fatigue, it, it, like that kind of, you know, rare, you know, vague description. 
they're uh, they're already doing that trade deadline thing with Lou Trevino and um, Efros. Hell yeah. So like Lou Trevino just had Tommy John. Let's sign him. <laughs> you know, yeah. the most classic. Get Let's get him. <laughs> and then Efros was uh, rehabbing from TJ and hurt his back. I, he must have learned that from Rodon. You know, they must have yeah. taught each other that secret. I feel like that happens with like every guy now. Every guy has something. It, it's a hamstring. It's a back. It's a knee. Like just something about the recovery from Tommy John throws off their mechanics. It's weird. It's always something else. Like you said. Yeah. Yeah, it's never just like, well, the elbow is a little tender, so he needs to take a week. Um, this Bellinger contract I want to I want to talk about. I was so stunned that he only got $80 million on a three-year deal. I know there's some opt-outs or whatever, but again, this is a guy that hit over 300 at 26, 27 homers, former MVP, great defender. And the thought definitely crossed my mind of like, oh, I would have I considered it at that price. I know we have a ton of outfielders. The, the roster's kind of full, but like he went for like a third of what he was supposed to go for. Yeah, I think like if we didn't get Soto, right, if mm-hmm. Soto wasn't traded and you can get this deal with the opt outs and he's got like a prove it year, that's great because you would have solved your center field problem. But with like you said, we've got Judge, we've got Verdugo, we've got Soto, we've got Grisham. Yeah. Wherein IKF's number 12 until they retire it. <laughs> Have you seen him with his beard in Toronto? Yeah, it our looks boy, weird. Our boy's a man. Um, and then, you know, and then you've got Jason Dominguez coming back. And, you know, at some point, it's like the last thing we need is a, another outfielder. Uh, and like, yeah, rookie of the year. But that was seven years ago. MVP. Five years ago, um, had a good season last year, 307, 26 home runs. Like I'd love a 307 of a guy who plays 130 games, but at the same time, we didn't have room for it. And I get why, you know, people don't want to pay what he's asking for. I think if he strings together like two seasons in a row of this, he's got the opt out, but again, he's a forest guy, switch agents. No, I, I agree. He boys like that could be our is Boris washed is Boris washed up. It's a it's a fair question. And again, I know that it wasn't a roster fit. I was just stunned when I saw like when I saw the passing tweet, I, I was expecting to see like 180 or 190 and like, yeah, 80. I'm like, what? Just very, uh, I think very it's, you know, he got the he got the prove it deal essentially. But with, you know, he's guaranteed 80 million. He's made. 62 million already in his career. So, you know, his dad's got all the World Series, and now he gets to, you know, he'll wrap up it. If this was it, if nothing ever happens again, $140 million, nice life. Yeah, not bad. Not bad at all. And you mentioned Dominguez. Man, when this, I know I'm daydreaming here, like it's March 1st, and I'm talking about July or whatever. This outfield, when it's Soto, Judge, and Dominguez, or however they wanna, however they wanna do it. Oh my God! And and again, like puts a lot of pressure on Stanton, man. Like they're not just gonna pencil him in, hitting 190 when you got those three. So Dominguez is hitting off a tee, right-handed. Not clear to do it left-handed yet, because I guess the the Tommy John arm. But the Martian, the freak. I'm calling July 4th. Yeah, I mean, I think they're gonna they're gonna have him rehab. 
They're go- he's going to, you know, have to play some minor league games. And I think more than the average guy because he was only up for a handful of games. But I also think the major league health is going to, you know, help figure that out. Because yes. I don't think there's going to be a roster squeeze when he comes around. Like someone will be injured. Yeah, if there's a roster squeeze, that's a great problem to have. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and even like, you know, they say, oh, it takes a long time for the power to come back and blah, blah, blah. But to me, like this guy is such a freak that I think he's going to be fine. I think he's going to come right back in, in July or August and, and pick up where he left off. Like watching him play baseball. And I know it was eight games. It was like the most effortless thing I'd ever seen. The kid shows up. He's 19. First at bat. He just takes Verlander yard oppo. And I'm like, wow, you know, this kid. Uh, I think is going to be fine. And again, the outfield, we really don't have a true center fielder right now. Like to me, that's my biggest worry is that they don't, unless you count Grisham, but he's not really an everyday guy. They don't really have a true everyday center fielder that's healthy. And he, that's kind of the one thing that they're missing. And he'll bring that. Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, I mean, judges are judges are center fielder. I mean, he's an athlete. Terrifying. Earn that, earn that paycheck. What did you think of his comment about, oh, I need to, this toe is something that's going to require 10 years of maintenance. I didn't hear that. And I'm glad I didn't hear that. (laughs) He said, it's something I'm going to have to manage for the rest of my career. And when I hear shit like that, I'm like, why didn't you just get surgery? I've been trying to figure out, like, I always think of it too late, but I'm trying to, uh, I got to tweet and find out which uh, Peloton class him and his wife are in. There's a there's a Peloton class where like all of a sudden you can you see the person you can always see like the last two people and there's just this fucking ogre and his wife <laughs> and he's just so big that like it stands out. I, gotta take I that guess class. he would just be on video. Yeah, I guess there's nothing. Is there yeah, like a, in, I've never done it. Can you like group? Can you like message? No, no, no like, he was in the studio. Ah, uh, like where they were filming it. Yeah, now they let people back in now. Interesting. Yeah. I was going to say, if you're doing it virtually, is there like a Zoom chat, you know, like for a, I think hey, you, Aaron? I think you you can do that. But, yeah, no, I don't think he he's doing that. So, apparently, we were looking at Kike Hernandez. I have, like, really never thought about this guy all the years that I've watched baseball. I occasionally see him hit a home run for the Red Sox against us or do something. And I'm like, oh, Kike Hernandez. They did also talk to Gio Urshela. That tells me they're trying to add a backup infielder. It also tells me they just don't love Peraza. Yeah, I mean, I think that they're probably looking for flexibility. I'm still not 100% like Labor Torres is on this team opening day. It's a hot take. Um, what? It's a pretty hot take, man. I mean, he's the best available thing we have to trade, unless we're going to immediately flip Soto. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> and... Yeah, I mean, all I've ever thought of Kike Hernandez is like somebody's gonna say his name wrong and lose their job. Um, <laughs> somebody's gonna Tom Brenneman themselves. Um, but yeah, no, I've never like thought about him as a Yankee. Um, you know, obviously a utility player, which is is nice to have. Um, but yeah, I think like our current utility guys haven't really proven themselves a ton. But when you go out and I don't know, like, I don't remember what time, like he signed with the Dodgers or where we were, but we have so many infielders, so many outfielders. We don't really need that super utility guy. Um, you know, that's going to cost the amount that like a veteran like him would cost. 
Yeah, they could have signed IKF. They could have re-signed him to be the uh, super utility guy. Closer. <laughs> they, uh, it's weird to me, man, how differently Peraza and Volpe are treated. Like when they came up together, they were kind of neck and neck as prospects. Everybody kind of viewed them evenly. And now they kind of treat you know, Peraza, like the, like the Andujar, they just shuffle him back up and forth. Don't really have a plan for him. And they put Volpe on this huge pedestal as the hometown Jersey Italian boy. Want a gold glove. He did. He also hit 207. But in spring training, when he, he came into spring training third, you know, in the race, went out there and won it, did enough to tread water, um, played good defense making a similar amount of errors that IKF did um, and won a gold glove somehow with it. Um, yeah, the gold glove part is weird because I'm not like a big defensive metrics guy, but he wasn't – when you look at them, it's not like he was first in in anything. Yeah, it's, I'm kind of surprised bias, they gave it to But him. I'll take yeah. it. He, like um, we talk about Rodon as the biggest X factor in the rotation. It almost feels like that's Volpe on offense, I think. Yeah, to a certain extent. I mean, I think – you know, you want Stanton like in the short term, but like Volpe, the biggest thing is like you need like an immediate surge from Stanton. Volpe, we just we want to see some progress. We want to see that like we don't have to worry about a shortstop for the next five years. Like we know we have the guy because you're going to hit 250. You're going to swipe some bases. You're going to play solid defense. And it's also with Stanton, people are almost over it where it's a, we've had him for whatever, five or six years. Volpe's like the kind of the new toy that we're waiting. Like you said, oh, with Rodon, we want to see what we bought. Like with Volpe, I want to see what all the hype has been about for the past three or four years in the system. I mean, the difference between him hitting 207 again or hitting, again, if he hits 260 and he's on base a lot and he steals 45 bags, like that changes the entire lineup. And when was the last time we had like a true stud leading off and stealing bases? Johnny Damon? Yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> like, I mean, but, you know, and so the hope is that he goes out there and he does it. And I know Peraza hasn't gotten like a ton of burn, but he did get 191 plate appearances last year and he hit 191, which is less. He did. Um, you know, Volpe hit a shit ton of home runs for, you know, what he was, what was expected of him. So, like Peraza hasn't earned the opportunity. Unfortunately, every time he's been given any opportunity, it hasn't been a huge opportunity, but he also hasn't grabbed it. You're right. But it's also the chicken and the egg thing, especially with baseball. You know, you do need regular burn. You do need regular at bats to kind of get in a groove. I know you mentioned the total number of bats, but I mean, there hasn't been a lot of times where it's like, all right, two or three weeks in a row, he's just playing every day and, and able to get into a groove. It's a lot of up and down and play for three days and sit for a week where Volpe, they gave him the entire season. They gave him a full one well, season of runway. He no, I, I know, he took it. but again, I, and like, got, I, I still like Peraza, man. Peraza. I like Peraza. Yeah. I want to trade Glaber Torres and let Peraza play second base. Okay. You're preaching to the choir. <laughs> Glaber. I just see with trading Glaber, he does seem like a guy that'll have a big contract year. Like he seems like, Oh, this year he'll focus. He's not going to make as many of those boneheaded base running mistakes. And like, you know, he wants a contract. Jack, you should just clip that of just labor this year. He's not going to make those boneheaded <laughs> mistakes. And then every time that he just fucking doesn't run 
or he's got like 50 feet to throw the guy out and he just fucking throws it into the stands. You just tweet that video. I think we can make that happen. Yeah, because that's going to happen. Contract year, man. No, it is. I have no faith. Uh, no tweet faith. I do dad. think he'll have a big offensive year. Talk to his year. dad. Get him, get him pumped up. That's your guy. His dad is a nice guy. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I want to talk a little lineup, little lineup talk. Um, I took the uh, took the initiative here to put together my ideal lineup, so I can kind of read it to you. You can uh, you can give me your feedback. It's like a performance review. Ready? Yeah. Leading off, I have Alex Verdugo. This is assuming we're facing a righty. Okay. Then I I have Judge two, Soto three, Torres four. I want some contact. Behind the two big boppers, I want somebody that puts bat on baseball. I have Rizzo behind Torres, another contact guy. Then I have Stanton, DJ, Trevino, Volpe. So that is left, left. No, left, right, left, right, right. No, 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 no. It's left, Verdugo left, Judge right, Soto left, Torres right, Rizzo left, Stanton right. And then the rest, right? Uh, DJ Trevino Volpe. So the first six are alternating, and then it's yeah. Which I mean, you're not going to get every other, right? Um, I mean, I like it. I know. I think they're going to try to get things started with uh, with DJ. Um, but yeah, I mean, I like the idea of a lefty leadoff guy. I I like. I always like the idea, of just like slapping one the other way and getting it out of the box. Um. Mentally, the lefty leadoff hitter is a good, it's good. Yeah. You just feel like you get something and you also like, you get that first pitch home run, you know, like yes. you're just like Gardner would do that sometimes. And it just, Jeter did it a bunch of times. I know, you know, as a righty and it just like, it changes everything. You're not Johnny even Damon. in your seat yet. Johnny yeah. Damon did it a lot. A lot of Johnny Damon today. And Hey, he was another former Red Sox, former hated guy came over. Um, and again, that's only against that's only against righties, but he's he's very good against righties. It sounds like they're going to go Soto two and yeah. judge three. But Soto apparently likes hitting third more. and His OPS is like 200 points higher or yeah, something hitting I third. So, I, I mean, that's how I would go. Um, I, again, I hate the idea of DJ leading off. I just think he's too slow, doesn't walk enough. But would that be would that be your lineup or would you would you be tweaking that a little bit? I mean, Verdugo's not real. Verdugo's not a speed demon either. No. Um, I so 
I think it comes down to just like who's who's putting the bat on the ball, who's getting you know better um, better at bats and like willing to to take a walk because you know, uh, but also like who can capitalize on a bad pitch better, which I do feel like if healthy is DJ. Um, and I totally get what you know. I get Soto's position on you know, hey. I hit better than third hole and like, that's fine. Like speak up if you want. I don't think judge gives a fuck. Like I think judge would be happy to bat second. He's done it a bunch of times. There's not much like ego to it. Basically his Um, whole career he's done it. Yeah. And plus if you're going to, you could hit behind Soto or in front of Soto. I don't know. I'd probably rather hit in front of him. Yeah. So, you know, so in that case, yeah, I think, you know, your lineup works. I think no matter what they do, the biggest thing for me is you can't have Stanton be right after Judge and Soto. Like you need somebody. Yeah. It's got to be Rizzo or Glaber, somebody that again puts the bat on the ball. Like it can't be uh, somebody gets out, you know, Judge walks, Soto walks, and then Stanton strikes out. Like that sequence cannot happen. No, um, I'm all for Stanton being down in the lineup. You know, like I think you had him at six. Yeah. Yeah, like I think that makes sense. I think it takes pressure off of him. He's not going to see as good of pitches, but he also like doesn't deserve of course as good of pitches. Yeah. You know, again, like Rizzo as a lefty, if there's if Stanton's doing anything, Rizzo gets to see a better pitch, and Rizzo's done more with that in recent years when his head is screwed on tight. Any concerns coming off the coming off the concussion? We saw with Clint that it. Yeah. Okay. Of course. Like, I think, you know, especially because of the Clint situation. Now, Clint, Clint hit it. You know, he's come out and said, like, I hid a uh, concussion from the team, which not great. Everyone knows I'm a big Clint guy, too. Yeah. Um, but, and to a certain extent, like, Rizzo tried to play through it. I think the fact that he took the time off, I think the fact that he's a veteran. And, you know, he's won a World Series already. Um, I think if he was having real problems and he's had other obviously serious medical issues before, I think if anything was still going on, he would be pretty transparent about it. Um, So I hope everything's everything's good with him. Me too. And he really is really is an X factor. You got to think, especially again, if if the Yankees don't pay him, he's going to want a contract from somebody else. Man, you look at this lineup. So the lineup I just named, I pulled up a lineup from last year. It's a game that I went to. Ready? We're ready. <laughs> IKF let off your boy. Yeah. Fran- Franchi Cordero hit second. Fuck yeah. Stanton hit third. Concussed Rizzo hit fourth. Oswaldo Cabrera hit fifth. Higgy hit sixth. McKinney Torres. Oh my God. This is like. <laughs> this is the best. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> This lineup is going to be so much better. Yeah. You know, if we had IKF. But, yeah, no, I mean, it was it was a joke of a lineup. I mean, we didn't make the playoffs, which is, like, so weird to, like, occasionally have to remember. Like, oh, yeah, we didn't make the playoffs. With expanded playoffs, too. Yeah. We didn't make the everyone-makes-the-team cross-country team playoffs. <laughs> I'm pretty bullish on winning the division. Like, I'm very... Very confident with that. I think I'm more just bullish on the Orioles coming back to earth. Like people are talking about the Orioles, like they're this going to be this 110 win 
juggernaut. They had everything go right that last year. They lost their closer who had Tommy John, who was like the best closer in the league. I know they got Burns, but I just I don't see them as this super team that everybody's making them out to be. I mean, no one knows more than Yankee fans like how hard it is to do this multiple years in a row. We were fortunate to do like because if you think about it, like, yeah, we've always been in contention. Like we went a long time not winning the division. Yes. We were just sneaking in in a wild card. Yeah. So I I feel really confident because I think, like you said, Toronto's already talking about trading people. Um, I'm not sure exactly what is going to happen, you know, on like, you know, on, on the front of the Red Sox. I mean, they may lose the most games in baseball. I saw like one of their like beat reporters actually bet. It's like plus 8,000 <laughs> that they have the worst record in baseball. And it like just feels more and more possible every day. I don't really know much about the Rays. I feel like I never know much about no, the Rays. Never. I know I don't have to see glass now anymore. Yep. That feels good. And Wander Franco. Yeah. Gone, presumably. Because, yeah, right. Because he's got a prom to get to. <laughs> a prison prom. Um, junior semi-formal. Um <laughs> And now, you know, then it's the Orioles. And it's like, yeah, the Orioles fans came out last year. They had the bird bath thing with the gun. Yeah, it was all fun. RDT's out there having a silly ass time. Like, that's all fun and games. But, oh, it's great. We got got an interview. Six of our young guys are living together in Sarasota. It's great. There's always a guy to play video games with. Go go win 100 games. You got to go win 100 games. You got to do that year in and year out and it's very tough to lose focus it's very tough it's very very easy to lose focus very easy to get injured very easy for just something to go wrong yeah and also very easy to just not be as good as you were the year everything went perfectly they were shitting rainbows they were completely healthy the whole year uh yeah it Aaron like Hicks went wrong was a right. different guy there <laughs> that was that was some. Is he in the Angels now? Yeah. Okay. That's a perfect. I saw spot for someone him. had like tweeted something like Aaron Hicks with the gun. It was like he was coming in on a ball. He maybe had to throw the ball 120 feet. That is the perfect spot for him. He's from there. There's no expectations. Hell no yeah, pressure. golf courses. <laughs> his brother, your boy, they can go golfing Hell together. What the hell is his name? Uh, is it Joe? Joe Hicks. <laughs> Hi, I'm Joe Hicks, Aaron's brother. Should we uh, do some questions? Yeah, I got to go say goodnight to my kids. All right, IJ, hit us. All right, we got some questions for you guys today. If you guys want to leave questions on future episodes, you can do that at George's Box Pod. But the first question today from Ryan Major 07, am I crazy for wanting to ship DJ LeMayu out and give his money to Glaber? I'm very biased about Torres, but he is consistently on the field every season. And in my opinion, DJ hasn't been good since 2019. His foot will never be the same. I don't think you're crazy at all. I just don't think another team is going to want DJ. Yeah. He's a 35-year-old washed up yeah. you know, guy like, that hit 250 last year. Yeah, that would be great. If we could do the impossible, that would be great. Like, Am I crazy for wanting to move Stanton and give his money to Soto? Huh? Does that make me a little nuts? <laughs> No, I mean, I would do that in a heartbeat, but uh, yeah, I don't see it. And then he also says, 
which is a good point. I understand first base will be a hole after Rizzo is gone, but we've seen that the Yankees were working Judge out at first base to save him health-wise, and maybe it opens up a spot in the outfield for Spencer Jones. What do you guys think about that? I've been saying I for did years. Yeah. I've been saying for years that that's his future. Yeah. Big target, <laughs> athletic, not running into walls, you know, great athlete. And if, But if you put great athlete at first base at whatever he is, 6'13", 285 pounds, yeah, put him at first base. It's a lot easier on his arm. Um, he's a fundamentals guy. So like, he'll probably be great at like cutoffs and putting in the time to, to scoop balls, work on his flexibility. Like I'm all for that. I have been for a long time that that was like always going to be his future. And Har- we just saw Harper do it right. Like Harper's just a first baseman. Now he was a right fielder, his whole major league career. And now he's just a first baseman. I think it makes a lot of sense with Jones coming up. And again, if, if he really, if that thing's true about him having to manage the toe, for the rest of his career, then it makes even more sense. Yeah. I mean, we have a million years left of him and you want to get those (laughs) because most of his injuries have occurred being an aggressive, great outfielder, but they're still injuries. The ribs, the broke. Yeah. The broken rib was an outfield injury. No, you're right. And especially look, if they re-sign Soto and Jones comes up, there's going to be, there's going to be a log jam. Somebody will have to move. It's also clear to me that like Stanton can't just be, clogging the dh spot all year this year judge is going to need days soto will probably want days like i feel like those days are over of just penciling him in a dh he's not hitting 40 home runs. you clog up the dh if you have david ortiz and you're going to get 40 home runs a year and he's going to hit 300 but if a guy's going to hit 190 with 27 home runs flailing at the slider down and away that we all know is coming. I'm telling you right now, it's coming. <laughs> April 17th, it's coming. April 20th, it's coming. Every day, it's coming. Then, you know, you can't you can't clog that up because you have to rest. We have the Monstars. They have they have joints that need rest. Yeah, but no, all, I'm all in on Judge playing a little first. And then, last question. If Torres has another good season, do you think the Yankees should resign him? If he's getting offers from other teams that would pay him as a top second baseman in the league. No, not giving him it. I'm not giving him a hundred, 150 million or whatever they're Look next off season. Let's just end the spoiler. They're, they're going to resign Soto and do nothing else. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it's another Robinson Cano situation. People are going to be like, you know, it, when he goes like, Oh, I can't believe we let him go. And if we don't win the world series, like, could you imagine if we had him like, yeah, you could imagine a lot of things. But I think the Yankees front office knows more about him than anyone else yep. that more than we know about him more than any other team. So they know what kind of teammate he is. They know what work he puts in, in the off season. Like we say, we don't, we see him hanging out. He's at a lot of home run derbies. He's like <laughs> in Venezuela, there's a home run derby every week. And he's there with a beard every week. I don't know much about like the rest of what he's doing. So I just don't think for what he's what he could get on the open market, provided that someone has that need. Um, But, you know, paying that much for a second baseman that a lot of times is a 50 50 player. He has some really great games, but he has some uh, almost equal amount of really awful games. I made this year track and just like a tally. Good game, bad game just for Glaber. (laughs) 
He also seems like the classic guy that will trick a team. Like I talked about, oh, maybe he'll make less mistakes this year. Like, like now I'm going to focus because it's a contract year. Get a big contract and then go back to all of those mental mistakes. Like he is the classic guy I could see doing that. Like, all right, I'll lock in for a year and then just kind of let myself go. The, insert your folding chair. Yeah. Joke right there. Yeah. So those are the questions, right? Yep, those are the questions. And again, if you guys want to leave more, just George's Box Pod on Twitter X. Um, yeah. Nick, so I got a question. All right. This comes out on Friday. Yep. Opening day of green season. Mm-hmm. How are we kicking off? When are we getting our first uh, Shamrock Shake? Yeah, we're looking. We're looking into this weekend. I'm gonna have to make some calls. Obviously, March 1st is a start. You never want to go to the McDonald's, show up, go through the drive-through, and they don't have it. Right? Like that is the worst nightmare. You got to call in advance. Now, calling your local McDonald's a little shaky, right? They don't always answer the phone. They have right a away. website. There's a website that says like if it's. I don't know how reliable it is. That's not very reliable in my experience. Look, I need to talk to somebody on the phone on site. That a they have the syrup. And B, the machine is working. Those are two key factors in getting the shake. I think if you went to any McDonald's employee at any McDonald's across (laughs) the United States and you go, what's your worst case scenario of a day? And they go, I have to talk to a customer on the phone, (laughs) especially about Shamrock shakes. Like I just that's like, what the fuck? Just like I just picture like, I know some motherfucker wants to know about Shamrock shakes. (laughs) Well, you have, it's funny because you, you like, you talk about for you know, Lion's Day, it's like, well, it's kind of a, there's not much going on that time of the year. It's it's something to look forward to. Like that's green season for me. It's still, it's still kind of cold. Baseball hasn't started yet. It's something to get excited about. And every time I go, basically anytime I leave the house for any kind of social function, I'll have my uniform on. Is your, are you dressing your daughter in green? Haven't yet, but I'm open to it. You know, I'm sure there'll be a St. Patrick's Day outfit. You got to try to, you know, like jump her in. You got to get her into green season. I'll let her have some of a, I'm going to, I mean, I think they can have Shamrock Shake. She's 13 months, maybe a little, little piece of it. I don't think, I don't think humans are supposed to have Shamrock Shakes, but you know, (laughs) we we have a question from intern Jack. Yeah. Yeah. Nick, uh, I hate to be the bearer of bad news here. I think this might be a little bit. A little bit before or after your time, I'm not sure you're aware of this, but there's a there's a trend on TikTok right now where people are making these videos where they buy the the shamrock shakes and they're like dumping them on themselves. themselves. What? So yeah, it's a big thing. So I can't I think tell if that was it. Might be in a little bit. What? I can't tell that what was like. I am outraged or like, oh, they've got new porn. That's a new <laughs> porn for me on TikTok. No, That's I'm just disgrace. saying. Nick, I think they might be harder to find this year. Damn, I don't understand all the hate. It's like you, very hate to ruin it for you, Nick. <laughs> they were doing that with the. You remember the purple shakes that they have? I know there was some. There was some trend with that. Like in the summer, they came out with the purple shakes at McDonald's. Look, man, let people live. I don't do much McDonald's. I like a Wendy's Frosty, and I like to get half and half vanilla and chocolate. But anytime they have like a promotional thing, like if they have strawberry. That's just the vanilla with is now strawberry. They don't have like Wendy's needs to invest in a third like handle to pull down for that one. Oh, it's mint. I can't like I can't get vanilla. I can't get half and half. That's that's good to know that, you know, Wendy's is going to surge pricing. I heard I heard. I don't think that's going to go really well. I, there's already like politicians talking about legislation against that. 
Dude, I was thinking about like if yeah, if the Yankee Stadium concessions did that, like, oh, it's the seventh inning and beer sales are going to close. They're forty five dollars now. <laughs> Dude, they'd resign Soto. <laughs> no, but yeah, I uh, I will have a Shamrock Shake in hand before the next time we record. Nice. All right. So next time we record, to give everyone the schedule, Nick had we have real jobs. Nick had some travel this week, so we're recording on Thursday night. So we won't do this again on Monday. The following Monday, the 11th, we'll record. So it'll come out on the 12th, and we'll be back to our regular schedule. But because it's spring training, not a lot's happening. Guys have like three at-bats. We weren't stressing about it this week. Maybe a little schedule talk, a little opening day talk, a little schedule talk next time. I think I'm officially not attending opening day. Ah. I'm too going, much, too many wrestling shows. I'm going to, uh, yeah, I bought tickets to WWE World at the convention center. So I'm going to hit that before SmackDown. I can't, I can't get the diehard Yankee fan opening weekend. You're going to 75 wrestling tournaments. I, just, I can't, I can't get wrestling over tournaments. It's not King of the Ring. Uh, Dude, my scholarship fund today, I got like, hey, here's the invite for the scholarship fund I run for like the awards dinner uh, April 8th. And I was just like, oh, can't make it raw after WrestleMania. Like, sorry. <laughs> sorry. They're like, how old are you? Yeah, I mean, we've talked about, um, you know, I think we talked about it last year. Like, I'm I'm running for public office in the fall. I think we talked about it on here a little bit. Uh, so, like, I'm officially doing that. And they were trying to set up, like, I have a bunch of meetings I have to have now. And they were like, all right, let's look at this for April. And I was like, can't do the first weekend. They were like, all right. They're like, all right, yeah, you got something? And I was like, WrestleMania weekend. And they were like, are you serious? I think I almost lost my spot on the ballot <laughs> at that moment. And then I rebounded. And was just like, oh, well, The Rock is back. And like a woman in her 50s was just like, oh, the Brahma Bull. I get it. And I was just like, yeah, you do. Between my my Shamrock Shakes and your wrestling obsession, we could easily be mistaken for 15 Wrestling's more real than Shamrock Shakes. (laughs) Easier to access. Uh, That's what we got. Follow Nick on Twitter at NKirbyNYY. Follow the show at George's Box Pod. Intern Jack, what's your Twitter? I don't remember. Jack Feldman 222. Jack Feldman 222. Follow me at JJ from the Bronx. Um, I won't see you at opening day, but I'm starting to feel like I'll see you at the parade. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.